Holy cow, here we are with another show notes. That was kind of cool, I think. Well, hey guys, here's what we're going to do. Today, we are going to do a, um, as you guessed it, a show notes, which means we're going to take a little bit of a, a look at behind the scenes of the media that we just got done covering uh, in the most recent episode of Reframed Podcast. Now, uh, while this isn't an official episode episode, um, I do want to encourage you guys to tell your friends about this, uh, tell your colleagues about this, and uh, also to to subscribe to this show. So a couple ways that you can do that, you can go directly to Podbean and um, check us out there, reframedpod.podbean.com, and you can subscribe there and you'll get notifications, um, or you should be getting notifications every time a new episode uh, airs for you to listen to. If you also listen on iTunes, you can subscribe there as well, and you'll be one of the first to know and to find out that there's a new episode, and it'll automatically pop up in your feed. So uh, there you have it. Uh, you know, make sure that you do that. And thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, you've already listened to the Power Rangers episode that just aired. Uh, it was called It's Morphin' Time. And uh, I had my good friend Tim Pace, who was on there with me. And we were talking about uh, Power Rangers and teamwork, um, stages of a team, uh, group dynamics, things like that. Uh, from like a leadership perspective, from um, stages of a team perspective, things like that. And, you know, this go around, we're just going to focus on a little backstory of Power Rangers itself. Uh, the first episode, the show in general, uh, some of the cast, some of the changes that um, happened from the first pilot to um, the second and final approved pilot uh, that we now know officially as Day of the Dumpster, the very first episode. Uh, fun story about this is that the original pilot was also called Day of the Dumpster, uh, but we weren't um, privy to seeing that until uh, 1999, which was the first time that it was done. Uh, there was a special that Fox Kids hosted, and Austin St. John, the guy who played uh, Jason, and um, Walter Emanuel Jones, um, and Walter Emanuel Jones were the ones that um, host this. Now, Walter Emanuel Jones is the the guy who played uh, Zach. He, uh, like we talked about uh, in uh, in the show, was the first person to portray the Black Power Ranger. And um, anyway, um, so what I want to do is I just want to talk a little bit about the original pilot um, and talk a little bit about some differences between the original pilot and then um, the official pilot, which is Day of the Dumpster. So uh, the original pilot um, had most of the same cast in it. You had um, Austin St. John, Amy Jo Johnson, Walter Jones, and David Yost, um, who played uh, the same Power Rangers that they did um, when it finally aired. So you had, they respectively played Jason, Kimberly, Zach, and Billy. Now, the, the person that they had originally cast to be Trini was a lady named Audrey Dubois. And um, I believe she was like some kind of French actress, and uh, things didn't work out, uh, and they ended up recasting it 
with uh, Twee Trang, which we now know as the official Trini from when the, sh- the show aired. Um, so in the first scene of the episode, uh, there, were, uh, there was a feature of a brief part of the song Higher Ground, which the Red Hot Chili Peppers had uh, sung, they created, and it was actually um, ultimately cut for the most part, but uh, the song itself made an appearance in the official 1995 movie uh, where they're actually skydiving out of the plane. So that was kind of cool, little nod to the original pilot. Now, we know that the floating head, um, or at least most of us that have watched the show, know that the floating head in the show um, is a guy named Zordon. He's a, you know, some kind of wizard, magician, something or another, um, you know, some mystical being, some powerful being that is serving as the mentor for the Rangers. Now, in the original pilot, um, the one that was ultimately not approved, okay, um, it was still portrayed by the same dude, but the character's name was Zoltar. And I don't know about you, but I think Zoltar was the same name of like the the th- the guy, the thing in uh, the movie Big that Tom Hanks uh, makes a wish at or something like that. Uh, so there you go. Um, they changed the name from Zoltar to Zordon, and or Zordon, and you know the rest is history with that. Now there was ultimately a casting change for Zordon uh, later on down the road. Um, you had a guy named David Fielding who um, David. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're fantastic. Thank you uh, for what you did for the franchise. Um, I certainly appreciate you, and I have mad respect for you for being the first Zordon. Who else can say that? Um, so if you don't already follow him or interact with him, uh, check him out on Facebook and Instagram. He's really receptive to his fans, and he's um, he's great. He's uh, wished me happy birthday on multiple occasions on Facebook, and um, I'm really happy about that. And um, It's really cool to, to have someone interact with the fans, um, you know, 20, almost 30 years later. So uh, thank you so much, uh, David, for being an awesome um, person and recognizing that with your fandoms, your fans, sorry. Now, um, Paul Schreier, who we know as Bulk um, throughout the Power Rangers run, he... He had more of a of a background role in the original pilot. He was just considered Punk Two, in in the uh, the original pilot. And the guy that was originally like the Skull character uh, was a guy portrayed by um, Lee Whitaker. And producers or someone uh, found him to be too intimidating and uh, too intense for the show. So after that was rejected, and then they did a, um, a redo, they ordered a second pilot. They tried him out, and they're like, eh, I don't think so. This isn't working too well. So that's when Jason Narvey, who we know as Skull, was ultimately cast in that, um, that duo of Bulk and Skull, and the rest is history with them. Um, um, so, you know, according to Jason Narvey, um, um, I'm sorry, it wasn't, it wasn't Whitaker. It was a guy named uh, Vavla. So... Um, uh, named Bob Vavla, who um, Jason Harvey said was brought back to portray Skull in the next pilot, but his performance was deemed too intimidating for Skull's comedic personality. So as a result, Narvi was cast. So just want to clarify that for a second. Now, um, the only scene, aside from the uh, Sentai footage and the teleportation sequence from this pilot, to make it into the final version of Day of the Dumpster is the explosion in the desert when Rita fires at the teens as they walk away from the command center. 
along with the scene, a shot of uh, the morphed rangers in the desert and a close-up of the two confused putties also ends up appearing in a later episode called Foul Play in the Sky. Um, so brief, uh, Alpha 5 also briefly informs the teenagers on Zoltar and his own backstory. Zack jokingly claims that he was a ninja turtle, uh, which is kind of interesting, especially with, with some kind of uh, later episode much down the line involving some sort of uh, reference to the Ninja Turtles. So just keep that one in your back pocket. Uh, so another interesting thing about this particular pilot is that the footage of the scientists that are evacuating the building during Rita's invasion was from the first episode of Bioman, which marks the first and only time that Power Rangers used footage from an unadapted Sentai season before Zyre Ranger or Zhu Ranger, however you want to pronounce that. Um, apparently, it was left over from um, a pilot that Saban did um, in the 1980s. So it's kind of cool. Um, Saban had been trying to do this dubbing thing for a while, and a lot of people weren't picking up on it. They weren't really that intrigued with the idea of dubbing um, some foreign thing like this. And um, it was much later on that Fox Kids finally uh, gave it a shot. And, um, you know, finally bought the pilot, bought the concept, and boom, we have Power Rangers. Um, it's inter it, it should be noted that in the original uh, pilot, the Rangers did not hang out, uh, I'm sorry, the Rangers did hang out at a bowling alley as opposed to a juice bar, um, the Angel Grove Juice Bar um, Activity Center, whatever, um, that we see uh, once it finally went to screen. Um, there's a lot of really cool things. Uh, uh, th from from the pilot and from the actual thing. And uh, if you were growing up in the 90s and you remember buying um, or even renting the VHSs from like a Blockbuster or a local um, video rental place, you might have noticed that like some of the images like on the back or even some of the toys that you might have purchased uh, didn't always look like the characters that you were uh, interacting with on a daily or weekly basis with Power Rangers. And part of that is because they, for a little while, uh, I think it was like the first five, four or five, six VHSs that um, you could get of televised Power Rangers, um, they were using uh, promotional pictures from the original pilot when it was recorded. So um, very minor things that you might notice um, if you ever go and look for it is that Billy, for example, uh, David Yost, who plays... Um, the uh, the Blue Ranger. He's got different glasses in the pilot compared to what he has now and what he's wearing. So um, just that's just one tiny little thing. Um, and even some of the monsters, like there's one monster uh, that they had in the pilot, which wouldn't appear um, until later in the first season, which they called uh, Fly Guy, and he was more of like a a Sphinx type of character. Um, and um, that character was uh, named King Sphinx, and um, he was in an episode called um, Oppressing Engagement. But in the pilot, the original pilot, the one that was not accepted, I'm sorry, I have to keep going back and forth with this, but I just want to make sure we're not getting lost. Um, so anyways, his original character name was just going to be Fly Guy. And, uh, you know, the marketing team, I guess, kind of failed on this part because Goldar, who's like this big, you know, golden gorilla-looking thing, uh, was originally going to be called Flydar. Um, figure that one out. 
anyway, I'm glad they stuck with Goldar. Um, it, it just it has a little bit more intensity to it uh, rather than Flydar. I don't know. I, when I hear Flydar, I think of like a, a fly, you know, flying in front of a radar. Like it's going to get pulled over by the cops or something. It's kind of boring. Anyway. So, uh, so there we have it with, with some of the things with that. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Day of the Dumpster itself. Like when it was, when it finally went to air, it was finally picked up. Season one, episode one. This is the episode that Tim and I were talking about last week. Uh, you know, it was um, adapted from a Japanese show, um, which I'm not even going to um, attempt to pronounce the show name, but it, suffice it to say, it was the 16th uh, Super Sentai. Uh, Super Sentai, I don't know how to pronounce it. Don't judge me, guys. It's Japanese, and I don't speak either Japanesey. And that's about it. Shoulder eagle. Um, anyway, so it first aired on Fox in um, on August 28th, 1993. So the Power Rangers franchise has been alive and well at the time of this recording for 25 years. There have been... It's been that long since the whole Power Rangers thing has been on the air for. Um, it was later re, uh, released on VHS and DVD. Um, and there was like a, a reversion, like an update or something like that in January of 2010, which was part of ABC Kids programming. And um, um, that's, that's basically it. Now... Um, as we kind of talked about, uh, you know, there was some stuff that happened. A quick little summary. There are these two astronauts that are exploring the moon. They come across this dumpster, this canister thing, gold and shiny. Who wouldn't want to touch it? And um, I guess they hit the big red button, uh, which is a red gem. And there's this evil person, this evil sorceress named Rita Repulsa and her band of goons, her minions, Goldar, Squat, Babu, and Finster. Um, that after a 10,000-year nap um, are a little cranky because they probably got a crick in their neck from, from being in there for so dang long and, you know, compact quarters or something. They, t they sneak a peek and they say, hey, there's this planet right there. We should go conquer it. So that's what they do. So, you know, next scene you're looking at these, this place um, in a fictional town called Angel Grove in California. Now, these five teenagers... Uh, we know them, you know them, we talked about them. We got Jason, Zach, Billy, Trini, and Kimberly that are all hanging out at Ernie's Youth Center, this juice bar. Um, the gents, they're doing their karate martial arts thing. Um, and the ladies, they're doing some gymnastics, some tai chi type of thing. Enter the bullies. Like the, the bullies just, they want to date with Kimberly and Trini. And they're like, nah, I don't think so. Um, after some shenanigans that take place, some tripping, some flipping, some martial arts lessons, uh, there's some unexpected earthquake in California. Who knew? A Calif uh, an earthquake in California? Hmm. So, this floating head in this tube is like, oh no. Remember that lady we put in a can like 10,000 years ago? Well... She's free now. 
I need some overbearing, you know, adolescents with attitude. Not teenagers, Alpha replies. Oh yeah, teenagers. So guess what? Those five folks that we were talking about, the karate peeps and the gymnastic, gymnastics peeps, they're selected by the floating head and this childish robot to become superheroes, to become Power Rangers. After a little bit of apprehension, they're like, all right, cool, thanks for the toys, I'm getting out of here, I'm going to go do some karate and eat and drink a smoothie. Um, they're walking home, for some reason, in the middle of the desert, and they are accosted by these spandex-clad things that easily overpower them. And Jason, the guy dressed in red, is like, guys, we can do this. Let's do this whole morphing thing. So he calls out for the very first time, it's morphin' time. Or does he? Anyway, so the teenagers, they um, they raise their morphers that this floating head named Zordon gave them, and they make them metamorphosis for the very first time and become Power Rangers. They are immediately transported to an industrial section of Angel Grove where they begin to fight Goldar and some more putties. After, you know, some thrashing about, some kicking, some punches, some automatic awesome martial arts skills, they all flee and you find the teens back at the command center where the floating head named Zordon and the very awesome robot android automaton thing named Alpha 5 greet the new Power Rangers and they all decide that they are going to keep these powers and keep defending Earth. And that is it. So that was the very first episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, fantastic stuff. And if, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, I would highly encourage you to do that. Uh, this uh, show is on, uh, I believe, different. It should be available on multiple streaming platforms. Uh, you know... Pick which one you like and go from there. Uh, I really hope that you enjoy this. I hope that this uh, backstory kind of helped you with stuff. Now, um, there are changes that happen along the way in Power Rangers. Just like any TV show, there's recasting, there's new characters, there's character development. And um, I believe that this episode is a great um, starting point to be able to talk about stages of a team, team development, group dynamics, things like that. Um, we will revisit Power Rangers later on. We will talk about some of this stuff later on. And uh, when we do that, we'll, we'll give you more context as to, you know, okay, we've talked about Power Rangers and like this group stuff, but what else can we learn from Power Rangers? We'll, we'll break it down. Don't worry. Um, thank you uh, for listening, um, I really do encourage you to watch the show. Um, like I said, in the, in the actual episode, it does come off as a little cheesy. You got to remember this was originally made, um, for Fox kids. It was made for children's programming, but for it being children's programming, it's got some good stuff. Um, I feel like some, not all, but some TV shows nowadays, kind of dumb it down, kind of water it down for kids, uh, for children. And I really feel like this this program in particular and the programs that followed it for the next five, six, seven years did a, did a phenomenal job of being able to speak um, in, a, in a developmentally appropriate and mature way um, so that 
children could understand bigger and deeper, more meaningful conversations. So that's all I got, guys. Um, it's been more phenomenal being able to have this conversation with you guys. Hope you enjoyed these show notes. Um, we'll have something um, here in about a week or so by the time you hear this. Um, and not too sure what it's going to be yet. I'm debating which one I want to air uh, for y'all next. Uh, but there will be something for you following uh, this um, episode of show notes. So um, with that, you guys are awesome. Um, and remember to take care and to stay dapper. Take care. Bye-bye.